You know, we often hear people say the apple doesn't fall fall far fall far from the tree. <clears throat> Boy, I didn't get that right, did I? Uh, but what we mean by that, as you know, is we often say that when it comes to <clears throat> a child being like their parent. And it's really true about myself uh, when it comes to my father. My dad really likes to be a people watcher. He observes the people around him and uh, I, I observed him in this environment most when we would go as a family shopping to a mall. <clears throat> and typical with that, um, my mom and my sister would go off traversing the mall in, in, in shopping and my dad would find a place to sit and I would join him and there we would watch the people walk by. Uh, during that time, <clears throat> he would say to me, he'd lean over and he would, he would say something about a person walking by or a couple walking by. It was never anything disparaging. It was always something like, hmm, don't, doesn't that couple look happy? Or can't you tell that that, uh, that, that, that uh, mother is dragging that son along to go shopping and he really isn't interested in going shopping? Or that person kind of looks sad, don't they? Well, observing people <clears throat> is something that I think um, is important. Um, because we are aware of those around us. And sometimes we can get so focused on ourselves and our world, we don't see the world around us. Sometimes we can come, become, uh, come to a place where we see ourselves maybe more important than we ought. And in that, we actually don't see other people around us. We only see people who are like us. And so when we come to Psalm 113, uh, this psalm, I want to make some observations about God and who he is and then how he responds to us here on this earth. Uh, it's very good and it's very encouraging and it's very challenging. So let's look at verses 2 to 4 in Psalm 113. And here we get this description of he is. I mean, this is our God. This is what we read. Let the name of the Lord be praised, both now and forever. For the rising of the sun to the place that it sits, the name of the Lord is to be praised. The Lord is exalted over all the nations, his glory above the heavens. These are all descriptions of who God is. And I want to break them out into these three categories so we can just get a good picture of what David is saying here in Psalm 113. First is he's describing God as he is over all times, both now and forevermore. This is who God is. Let us praise him because he is, he is over all time, now and forevermore. He is over all places. It, 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 David describes God as that he is, he is around from the, from the rising of the sun to the setting of the sun over all places. And he is over all human power and authority. Here he finishes off and he says he is exalted over all nations. We get this picture of this great God, this, this mighty God. It, it reminds me of Chris Tomlin's psalm. Uh, where the song title is, Is He Worthy? Uh, I believe he wrote it out of Revelation, but, but it, it, it asks that question, is he worthy? And at the end of the song, it says, is he worthy? Is he worthy? All blessing and honor and glory, of all blessing and honor and glory, question mark, is he worthy? Is he worthy? 
Is he worthy of this? And the response is, he is. He is. Our God is worthy of this, of our praise, of our glory, that we would see him as a great God being over all people, being over all time, all places. He is worthy. He is this King of kings and Lord of lords. We get this time and time again. I believe that, that the psalmist is wanting us to see God elevated, great and mighty. So then we come to verses 5 and 6. And I've titled this, Not Too Big. So we get this big God, this great God, this God of majesty, of glory, of power. And then we read this. Who is like the Lord our God? The one who sits enthroned on high. So we got this God way up here. And it says in verse 6, who stoops down to look on the heavens and the earth. Let us not be in a place where we see God as stooping down, as being greater and uh, so great that we all, He will, you know, He blesses us with His presence. It's not that at all. This, this stooping down is, is saying that He is different than any other gods. Uh, the gods that other people worship are great and mighty, and they would they really bless us with their presence? That's not what it's saying here. It's really saying that this great and mighty God that, that David outlines in in, verse, in the previous verses, that he actually comes to earth. He comes to earth. He is not too great, big. He is not too great. He is not too noble that he is, that he is not concerned with us. I'm reminded of what Paul writes about Jesus. We, we, we see it again here, where it says that he did not consider equality something to be grasped, he made himself nothing, becoming, becoming like us or taking on the very nature of, of, of us. So, who is this God? <laughs> we should not consider him too big that he does not consider us, for he does consider us, that he does remember us. And that's why in verses 7 and 9, we see that he sees the marginalized people and they are important to God. Let's read these verses. He raises the poor from the dust. He lifts the needy from the ash heaps. He sets them with princes, prince, princes and the princes with his people. He settles the childless woman in her home as happy as a happy mother of children. God is concerned with the marginalized. He is concerned with the marginalized. We read these verses in Psalm 103, verse 6. The Lord works righteousness and justice for all the oppressed. In Psalm 140, 12, we read, I know the Lord secures justice for the poor and upholds the cause of the needy. And again, in 146, 7, it says, He upholds the causes of the oppressed and gives food to the hungry. The Lord sets prisoners free. So when I read this, a great mighty God who is not too great, not too noble, that he would not come to earth and that he is concerned even with the most needy, the most poor, the most marginalized. He's concerned with those who are barren. He is concerned, and then he invites all, not just 
the, the great and the mighty, but the low and the least are all invited to be part together with him. So here, this is where I'm challenged. I'm challenged to consider, I'm challenged in this to say, how am I looking at the people around me? Am I looking above them or am I looking with them or at them? Am I engaging with them or am I passing around on the other side of the street? God doesn't pass over them. He doesn't walk on the other side of the street. He walks with them. I'm challenged by this. I'm challenged constantly by this in my own life. I want to be a good observer of people and then to engage where God wants me to engage. I want to wrap this up by sharing a quote by Timothy Keller. It says this, God's greatness is seen in his regard for the ungreat. In Jesus, he proved to be great enough to become small himself. Lord Jesus, help us. Help us to be observant of those that you are observant of. Help us, Lord, to have that heart for the marginalized and to go where you are calling us, to engage where we need to engage. Lord, even when it's uncomfortable, help us not to shy away just because it feels uncomfortable, just because it feels hard. Lord, show us my role. Show me my role in this. Show us our role in those who are marginalized. I pray in Jesus' name. Amen. Lord bless you today.